Welcome to a brand new episode of the Bold Take Podcast. I'm Austin Hill. With me, as always, is Austin Waiter. And we're back talking college football. Um, this is going to be a pretty uh, college football playoff and AP poll rankings you know, uh, episode. It's going to be pretty heavy on that talk. But before we get into anything, we will also be having a NFL episode coming out talking about the big trade deadline and last week's games, couple games, and what's coming up this week, what to expect. Um, but let's get right into it. Um, really, let, let's start off with a couple games from last week. Uh, a big one and a pretty big shocker, even for me. Uh, Notre Dame completely destroyed Syracuse. Uh, 41-24. to And I know a, a big help for Notre Dame was that Garrett Schrader did unfortunately get injured and have to come out of that game. But still, Notre Dame forced two turnovers. And really, they were just dominant running the ball. Um Estime is really coming into his game uh, at the latter portion of this season, and the defense is really stepping up. And we're starting to see kind of that same Notre Dame we've seen the last couple of years. Run the ball a lot, succeed in passing the ball out of the run, and then playing some really good defense. And that really went and uh, helped them get that big win against Syracuse. Well, I will say, you know, I got to give a shout out to this to this app I've been using. You know, if they want to sponsor us, it's a yes, it's a huge the pick wise, it's a special one that gives you picks. I wasn't even looking at it, and they, I saw a thing they posted 10 a.m. was best bets Notre Dame money line for that game. So I was so I was like, I was like, you know what? You know, why not give it a shot? Now, let me clarify. Whenever I picked Notre Dame money line, I did not expect Notre Dame to dominate the way they did. Yeah. And, you know, this is also kind of a fallback from Syracuse uh, from that Clemson game. You wonder if that had any effect on them. Uh, absolutely. Uh, coming, coming off of a heartbreaking loss like that with so many things, if it went another way. They might win that game. But, you know, you got to give credit to Notre Dame. We wrote them off at the start of the year, but they are a quiet 5-3 and three team. And a chance to make some big noise this weekend with a with a certain team that you have beaten before coming into town this weekend. So, got to get props to where it's done. The run in the ball, like you said, that's been key. Play action's been key. And the defense overall has been improving too. So, they're starting to feel better under Marcus Freeman, I, can, I feel like. So, they're heading, they're heading in the right direction. Just yes. need to get off to go, um, good start. I, I absolutely feel like uh, Marcus Freeman is finally getting comfortable, um, and this offense um, is really getting comfortable throwing the ball. I, again, I think a big issue was bringing Tyler Buchner in to the offense, and him being a sophomore, they didn't want to throw the ball and didn't want to take a lot of chances. Um, but now we get Drew Pine, unfortunately because of an injury, and Drew Pine with that more experience and been behind Ian Book for the last few years. Um, and Jack Cohn, he's really gotten to see some solid quarterbacks come through Notre Dame, and he's seen this offense, he knows this playbook, and it, he's really, really been solid. And Obviously, it helps to have a big, solid receiver and uh, Michael Mayer. Um, but let's talk Ohio State-Penn State. Uh, this was really a great game getting to watch, but in the fourth quarter, at the end of the game, Ohio State's defense took over, and I'm going to say something that uh, has been said about a billion times, but we got to talk about JT yes. Tuamaloa, I believe. I'm so, glad, I'm so glad I you didn't make me be the first one to pronounce that. I do. I'm just going to call him JT on here. Uh, but I'm not like uh, yeah, probably the one of the uh, the best defensive performance this year easily, and maybe one of the best in a single game ever in college yes, football. Absolutely. I mean, what was it? Two sacks, or it was one. I don't know if it was one or two sacks. I know he had a 
fumble recovery. He had two interceptions, one for a pick six. And he did have two sacks as well. Yes. I mean, what a stat line. Now, Andrew, this guy's a defensive end. A 6'4", 270 sophomore. I mean, this guy just got boosted up draft boards from that one game. So, congrats to him. He probably made a couple million dollars for an NFL career after this just from that game. Yes, absolutely. And you talk about the three tor- turnovers that he has to himself. Four turnovers forced by Ohio State. And he forced that fourth turnover as well by deflecting the ball, yeah. dropping right into another uh, – players' hands. Zach Harrison was the other interception. So, D-line getting three interceptions for Ohio State, and this is a defense that they can really rely on. You know, we talked a lot about last year, they didn't play a lot of tough teams heading into that game against Michigan when they were both undefeated, and when the offense didn't show up, the defense wasn't there for them, and Michigan ran away with that game and ended up going to the college football playoff. And so, you wonder... This year, you've seen them play not a lot of good teams. You've seen the offense kind of struggle at certain points, and the question was, can the defense step up and help them win? And that's absolutely what they did, especially in this fourth quarter against Penn State, to help seal this game. Yeah, and I got it. You know what I said? I don't like giving Ohio State credit because Neither do I. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not the biggest Ohio State fan. But when they that was the huge test for them because I thought, number one, if this was a close game there in the fourth quarter, I could see Penn State winning. Sure enough, Penn State scores – Goes up 21-16 in the fourth quarter. And then and uh, you would think, you know, Penn State's got them right where they want them. But Ohio State, that fourth quarter was just d- dominant. 28 points in the fourth quarter. You know, and you got to get props to that. That's a happy valley. Granted, it wasn't at nighttime. I don't know how different that would have been. But that crowd was still electric. And it this is a win that very much gives them a quality win because Penn State has looked good against everyone else except for Michigan and Ohio State, two teams that are in the top five. Yeah, uh, and that really goes to show for them. And so really impressive performance for Ohio State and really makes that uh, Michigan matchup at the end of the year a little bit more exciting. Yes. Um, Another massive, massive upset. Kansas State shuts out Oklahoma State. And really, this this is... Probably the end of Oklahoma State's shot at any type of championship run this year. Yeah, and I know people want to say, you know, they weren't healthy coming into it. Well, you know what? Kansas State played with their backup QB, Will Howard. 27 for 21 for 37, nearly 300 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Still ran the ball really well. And listen, I get your offense may struggles with some injuries. You can still put up points. This is one of the yeah. top offenses in college football this year. And they put up the same amount of points that me and you scored against Kansas State this weekend. Yeah. So, but at the same time, we got to give credit to Kansas State. After the TCU loss, they could have very easily lost this game and kind of glided into non existence. Like, you know, like you remember when Kansas State was ranked up there, but they've got a big win here and now control their own destiny for second place in the Big 12 and a potential rematch with can- uh, TCU in the Big 12 title game. Yes, absolutely. I-, I think that's a really exciting prospect to think about. And with the way this team's rolling right now, I, I really am excited to kind of see what the future looks like for Kansas State and what the college football playoff picture really looks like for a team uh, out of the Big 12. Obviously, we'll talk a little bit more about that later um, with kind of a surprise in the rankings for the Big 12's top dog right now. Um, but then we get to the game that had everybody's attention. Would they look past them? Would they look I ahead? Think we to, can all say that's a resounding 
No. Heck no. <laughs> Tennessee gets the job done against number 19 Kentucky, 44-6, to and it was never, ever in doubt. Hendon Hooker continues his Heisman run. How could you? How could you even think anybody else could win the Heisman right now? Honestly, I don't know how. But also, I have to. I have to admit, I did. I. I, I am a fool. I. I am a very dumb person. You. I did pick Kentucky against the spread, and I picked Kentucky to win on here. Like I said, very dumb person. But listen, the way we t- we were talking through the beginning of this game before it got out of hand. I mean, it was Tennessee from the get-go. Three plays, long touchdown. Kentucky struggled to run the ball. And when they can't run the ball, their offense is nothing. So, and once they couldn't run the ball, and the mistakes were piling up, the bad punt, interceptions by Will Levis, they they had no shot. They had no shot in this game. Yeah, and one thing I really wanted to talk about um, is near the end of the game, uh, Will Levis showed kind of not great sportsmanship. I don't know exactly if you caught this. After he threw his third interception of the game, they went back and reviewed it. And he came back on the field while they were reviewing, trying to get his offense out on the field, thinking they were going to get the ball back. All fair there. Yeah. Once they overturn it in review, he's standing in the middle of the field looking for any official, trying to figure out why it's been overturned. And at that point, to me, it's you've thrown your third interception. I get you're frustrated, but you've got to get off the field. This is, I, I think it should have been a flag um, for unsportsmanlike conduct. Um, and quite frankly, it's just it just doesn't look good. They went to, it's not like they haven't gone to review. They went to review and they've made their decision. Yeah. Um, there's quite literally nothing more you can do. And also, you talk about end of the game. Mike said final score was 44 to 6. It didn't matter. What did you think was going to happen? You're down 27 6 at halftime. What, what made you think you had a shot at that point? At that point, I'm just. I'm just walking with my head down to the sideline. I'm just like, yeah, it, it ain't our night. <laughs> that's uh, that's all I could do in that situation. And but, and again, I get he was trying to get his team fired up, try and get him out on the field. But once that review comes out, once they say you don't have it, you, you got to get off the field. And I mean, you know, we talked about it three weeks ago after they beat Bama. Matchup this weekend. Woo! Even bigger than Bama, Ten- even bigger than Bama, Tennessee now. Yes, uh, this this means a lot more. Because only one of these teams can make it to the SEC championship. Yes, sir. SEC East crown on the line. Because no one else can compete with the Kentucky loss now. Yeah, it, it, really, it really does come down to these two top dogs. Um, but with that being said, we're going to go away from the games from this week. And let's talk a little bit about this college football playoff ranking. Um, and let's start with, obviously, number one, Tennessee coming in. How do you feel about Tennessee at number one? I, I think, like this. I'm perfect, uh, especially with the way they don't. I said this last week whenever we did our little preview. I said the, if the they perform really well against Kentucky, they should be number one. And they proved it. A really good resume and a dominant resume at that. They've dominated opponents, have really good opponents. They've faced and won really well. They have all the things you're looking for for a top team, and they they rightfully deserve number one. There's there's no question in, in my mind with that. Yes, I completely agree. Um, then we've got Ohio State at number two, Georgia number three, Clemson number four, rounding out that college football playoff. And I think this is generally the list that I had with Tennessee and Georgia being flipped um, last week when we talked about this. And really when it comes down to Clemson being in there, it, it comes down to, I think, exactly what I said. They're even... At the, with the first rankings, obviously not these not being final, they don't want two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams being your college football playoff teams. Yeah, I could see that. But also, I mean, 
their choice for – I think that improves even more when I think about the inconsistency with these rankings, and we'll talk yes. about some other ones too. Listen, the, for the reasoning they were saying for Ohio State at two over Georgia, which was surprising to me, uh, they were saying Ohio State had a dominant offense and they had a really good win against uh, uh, Penn State. Awesome, fine. You want to use the, who's dominated their opponents the best for the way you're going to rank them? Fine, do that for one. But then we'll talk about TC in a bit. But then when Michigan Clemson, I heard stuff that basically the reason they picked Clemson over Michigan was because strength the schedule. You got to me, you've yeah. got to pick for sure something to focus on. If you're going to say who has been the most dominant teams, fine, do that for all of them. If you want to go who has the best resume, fine, do that for all of them. You can't, they're basically saying, well, we're going to discredit this team for this, but we're going to give credit to another team for it. Well, so. yeah, I think, I think. More along the lines of kind of what you're saying is it's almost like they look for what helps justify putting this team here. Yeah. Um, as opposed to having a set in stone criteria. And obviously, last year we had bad college football playoff ranking coming out. I will out of the say gates. these are better than last year. Yes. I'll give them that. But that's not saying much. <laughs> no. Then we've got Michigan at five, Alabama at six. And I think this is really my biggest issue with yeah. the college football playoff ranking. Yeah. I'll let you, you take you take it away first for it. Um I, I really just don't think that Alabama should be at number six. I think right now obviously they are in that top spot in the SEC uh West. West. Um but they uh they're the third SEC team here. We've got an eight and TCU team that is rolling Right now, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know how to put it into words. There, yeah. they're on, they're on another level. They're playing better than their opponents. This team should be six. I could see this team. I think this team's better than Clemson. If you want me to be completely honest with you, as a team, I, I could see them being at four. I don't necessarily think they're better than Michigan, so I could see Michigan being a little bit higher than them. But again, if you're, we're going for conference diversity for the number four team. Or if we're going by strength of schedule, I, the Big 12 has got a very strong schedule. So uh, I, I think there are a lot of reasons that TCU should be up here. And I, I think there's a lot of reasons that you could argue that maybe Alabama shouldn't be at six, maybe not even seven. I could see Oregon being higher than them. Yeah. Uh, and I will say this. I'll go back to Clemson for a sec. You were talking about why <laughs> some teams could be ranked ahead of Clemson. I'll say that mainly because when I look at this Clemson team, I don't say, you know, they, yeah, they are going to be able to compete with Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, TCU. Band. I don't see that with this Clemson team. No. No no discredit to them. They, they're undefeated. Awesome. Really good. But I just don't look at them and say, yeah, that's a team that's going to hang around with the rest of them. And then for TCU, this is multiple things that bother me with this. Number one, the committee, whenever you know we, I talked about with Ohio State, they talk about their dominant offense and their great comeback road win against uh, – uh, Ohio's Ohio uh, Penn State. They said the reason they had TCU seven was because they weren't a balanced team. I'm I'm sorry, huh? Yeah. They have a dominant offense like Ohio State, and they have had great comeback wins this year. Had was down twenty eight to ten to Kansas State, and then I forget how much they were down to Oklahoma State, but they were getting their butt whooped in that game, and then they came back and win. And another thing, to me, and I think this is a rule everyone should follow. There were six. Power five undefeated teams left. Why would that not be your top six? I'm, I'm not criticizing the order of that, but to me, if you have six power five teams that are undefeated, to me, that should be your top six. And I get yep. Bama lost to number one, Tennessee. I get that. It's a good loss. 
But to me, I don't think they should be ranked out of TCU. Yeah, but all. no losses is better than a good exactly. loss. Exactly. It doesn't matter. I how take good an your ugly loss. win than a good loss. Yeah. So I mean, eight and no is eight and no. Eight no is better than seven one. It doesn't matter who you played. And also another thing that well, I think the reason they could do this is mainly because I think when in doubt, Bama wins out. They win the SEC. No one's going to be mad if they jump TCU in that. Yeah. Because this is what bothered me. Bama wins out. TCU wins out. There's no reason why they, with these first rings, they wouldn't put Bama ahead of them with yep. them, which bothers me because that's not the way to do it. That's not the way you should do it. No, it's not. And so we'll we'll obviously see what happens with the rest of this season, but it, it does set a bad precedent that Alabama maybe is going to get this kind of favoritism some more um, and really could hurt a team like TCU who really hasn't done anything wrong. Yeah, and also, you think about Cincinnati last year, the first rankings, I think they were ranked like 6th or 7th. They ended up getting in, so, you know, never say never for TCU. As long as they keep on winning and one or two games fall their way, they should be in. Yeah, and again, when we look at this college football playoff, really, we're going to have some potential college football playoff eliminators. Yeah. Tennessee, Georgia, it's probably it's an eliminator. pretty much an eliminator. When we get to Ohio State, Michigan, that will be an eliminator. SEC championship game, no matter what, is a playoff eliminator yes. at this point. So um, I, I, I could absolutely see that. Um, Pac-12 championship games, an eliminator, probably. It depends on how competitive these teams are. But you're looking at a lot of spots clearing up ahead of TCU. So winning the Big 12 is a big step for them staying undefeated. I, I think they've got a really good shot at making it. If they just stay their own lane, don't worry about what happens And really here. their only toughest game left is going to Austin and winning against Texas, which will not be an easy task. No. So, but if, I think if they can win that, they can get through that schedule and at least get to the Big 12 championship undefeated. Um, so then we look ahead, and we've got Oregon at number 8, USC at number 9, LSU at number 10. Um, this is a, an interesting look, but I think I like LSU yeah, at 10. That, that I actually had no problem with this. I actually thought that was a fair spot for them because Grant, their two losses, uh, I won't say you think about their number one, their first loss to Florida state, who is a decent team this year. They have a winning record. Their second one's the number one, Tennessee. But besides that, they have dominated the rest of their schedule. They dominate Missis, uh, oh, call Mississippi, Ole Miss. That felt so weird to call them that. I did that a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, but they dominate Ole Miss. They've ran through the rest of their schedule, and they play some really quality teams. You know, you know, we talk about quality team. That doesn't necessarily mean they have to be ranked. We're talking like five and three team or their winning record team. Yeah. That is a quality win, and they've had some really good wins. And I like that for them. And also, I think they personally just wanted a top ten matchup on ESPN this Saturday night. Yeah, I think so too. That probably leans a little bit into it, but I don't have a problem. With yeah, that. I, don't, I don't have a problem with this game. Is obviously huge for the SEC West, yeah. and this game is definitely huge for the college yeah. football playoff picture. So I'm fine with them making it a big deal. And then the one that bothers me from that was USC and nine. That that yeah. just bothers me. And to me, what what do they have compared to UCLA? I understand. I, to me, I personally would rather have them flipped here. I like UCLA at nine because. Look at that. You take a look. USC has not played anybody, and I mean quality opponents. They, they, they have one with Oregon State, who is in the rankings here. Besides that, they only played one other good team. That's Utah, and they, and they lost. lost. So, to me, they don't deserve to be a top-10 team. If anyone does uh, from the Pac-12 from these rankings, UCLA. Yeah, for sure. Um, then we've got Ole Miss at 11, UCLA 12, Kansas State 13, Utah 14, and Penn State 15, Illinois 16, 
UNC 17. Um, one thing that I don't really like about these rankings is Kansas State, Utah, and Penn State above Illinois and uh, UNC. Um, those are all two lost teams, and especially with a team like Penn State um, over Illinois. And Illinois doesn't have maybe the best wins, but they are 7-1. and one. Right now they're in the Big Ten Championship game, and Penn State's lost their two biggest games of the season. Yeah. Uh, let me let me clarify. Can, the only two-loss team that I could see, understandably, being ahead of Illinois is Kansas State because they have some really good wins on their resume. For sure. That one I understand. But yeah, I'm 100% with you, especially on Illinois and North Carolina. Uh, those two, I think, definitely deserve to be head, ranked ahead of them. Of uh, Penn State, definitely. Now, Penn State at 15, I think, is way too high. Let me yeah. just say that. So. I think they should be ranked. They put up. They put up a good fight for most of that Ohio State game, but uh, I, I just don't see 15 out of that fourth quarter. Yeah, and North Carolina. I mean, their only loss is to a five and three Notre Dame. Besides that, they've dominated the rest of their schedule. And they, Illinois, and North Carolina, do have some big games coming up. We've talked about Illinois, Michigan for a while on here. Uh, what that matchup could be in a few weeks. And then North Carolina, obviously, they have still have to face several ACC teams and possibly Clemson uh, for the ACC title. So uh, they do have some games in front of them that could help them. But, yeah, this is, this is to me, way too low for them. Yeah. Um, at 18, we've got Oklahoma State. Tulane at 19. Syracuse at 20. Wake Forest at 21. NC State 22. Oregon State 23. Texas 24. And UCF 25. Um, so an interesting setup kind of at the end, uh, I was a little surprised, not necessarily disappointed, but surprised to see Syracuse still in the rankings. Yeah. Uh, but I think they looked at, uh, the way they played against NC state. Yes. That's a ranked win. They gave them that. They, but yeah, played Purdue as well. They're, they're six and two team. So they're giving them some quality wins there, but what bothered me the most 18 to 23. Perfect. I, I have no, I have no yeah. problems with that. Syracuse, I will say. Maybe surprising to be in the rankings, but I think those wins help. But 24 and 25 just make no sense to me. And I'll, 25 with UCF. Don't get me wrong. Beating Cincinnati this weekend was huge for them. Huge. They have a chance to win the American. But who have they faced besides Cincinnati? No one. No one. They To me, if there's anyone that should be there, it's Louisville. Because you take a look at it, Louisville has beaten UCF. And this past weekend, dominated Wake Forest. They have beaten two teams that you have in these playoff rankings. To me, Louisville deserves a spot at 25. And the only reason Texas is there, in my opinion, because, I mean, their only good win is against a three-loss Oklahoma team. Yeah. Uh, but the only reason they're there, I can tell you why. That's to boost up Bama's resume. It's the only reason they're here. Yes, um, absolutely. That that close game against Texas. So we'll see how Texas kind of closes out this season and how much of a quality win that's going to last for Bama. Um, but when we look at this poll and we compare this to the AP poll, You've got Georgia at one in the AP poll, Tennessee at two, OSU at three, or actually OSU They're tied with two, Tennessee which at two. If you look at from the AP poll, it's a one-two matchup this weekend. Yes. Um, Michigan at four, Clemson at five, still Alabama at six, TCU at seven, Oregon at eight, USC nine, uh, UCLA ten. And, you know, we kind of look at this and we kind of talk about it. And so obviously, I think. LSU six and two record and that loss to Florida State is what really hurts them and has them at fifteen and not in the yeah. top ten. Um, and then you look at uh, UCLA and Ole Miss kind of flip flopped and that Ole Miss loss to number fifteen LSU as opposed to UCLA's loss to number eight Oregon I think is what has 
UCLA higher. Which to me, again, another reason why, in my opinion, they should be higher in the playoff rankings as well. So, but uh, again, USC, I just, this is just everyone falling in love with USC thing in their back. And I just, I get sick and tired every time I hear it. Again, let me say this for the millionth time for you people that think I hate on them. USC is a talented football team. Very. Let us say that. They got, they literally took Oklahoma's recruits, took their coach, took everything to Southern Cal. They have not played anyone and have not played in a way against those teams that we said Oregon State and Utah, where I have said, yeah, they're definitely deserving of a top 10 team. So uh, that's that's one of my biggest issues. And But the AP poll also shows a little favoritism towards Bama and that they've yes. always shown favoritism towards the SEC. Obviously, with the amount of teams that were receiving votes for that, because Kentucky was still receiving votes in the AP poll. Arkansas was. South Carolina. So, I mean, there was a ton of them. South Carolina was in the rankings last weekend. So, yeah. uh, seems like a little SEC bias with the AP poll. But, uh, yeah, the rest of them are pretty similar, just besides one or two spots for that top 10. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you see Ole Miss at 11, Utah at 12, Kansas State 13, Illinois up two spots from where they are in the college football playoff ranking at 14, has them above Penn State, LSU, Two teams that are up above them um, in the college football playoff. Yeah, and but like we said, the LSU one we understand. They yes. have some really good wins. The Penn State one, a bit tough. Uh, that one, I I will agree. I feel like that one. Granted, they played two good teams. They lost to both good teams. So, yeah, their Auburn win that they thought was good at the beginning of the year, obviously not looking much better, especially with Brian Harson's being gone. Yeah, that uh, doesn't really pan out well. 15 LSU, 16 Penn State, 17 USC, 18 Oklahoma State, 19 Tulane, 20 Wake Forest, 21 NC State, 22 Syracuse, 23 Liberty, um, not in the college football playoff rankings, 24 Oregon State, and 25 UCF. So no Texas in this AP poll. Yeah, and uh, I think the main thing with Liberty getting in, number one, they uh, what they did to BYU – uh, in their last game, 41-14 there, and also playing a really close game with Wake Forest, I think helps them. That terrifies me for the Razorbacks this weekend because it's homecoming for the Razorbacks in Fayetteville and Liberty's coming to town. And they have the Hogs as a 14-point favorite in that. Oof. I don't – I, you know, I believe the Hogs can win, but seeing them ranked in the AP poll has me, has me quite worried. And if they and if they beat Arkansas this weekend, I would have no problem with seeing them in the top twenty-five for the college football playoff rankings. Yeah, if they beat I, the I SEC team be on the road. Yeah, that would be a great spot for them, especially when you look at the AP poll and Arkansas is a team getting votes, like we said. Um, and in the AP poll, they're twenty-three. So I think that that's just got to go into consideration. But when we look at these two polls, and you look at which one you think is an accurate depiction of college football up to this point, which one would you pick? If you had to pick one and this decided, say, the college football playoff rankings for yourself, which one would you say is more accurate, would be a more fair way to go right now? Oh, man. Oh, man. That's, uh, I will say, overall, I feel like they got more teams right in the AP poll. That's just, that's just my opinion because there are some teams I feel like were a bit lower and higher. Now, granted, I also think in the college football playoff, some teams that were lower got moved up higher that I yeah. like. But overall, I would probably give a slight edge to the AP poll just because I think this top four compared to what I thought the top four was originally. Uh, and Grand Ohio State and Tennessee are tied at two. My opinion, I feel like Tennessee gets the nod over them Yeah, to me. So I'd give a slight edge to the AP poll, but 
you know, the playoff, like I said, the playoffs change every week. AP poll changes every week. You, you never know. But for right now, I'd give a slight edge to the AP poll. Absolutely. I would do the same thing. I just feel like it's a little bit more right. And I feel like the top four teams in the college or in the AP poll are the top four teams yeah. in college football right now. Though it would make for a kind of bland uh, I mean, it would be, playoff. It'd be Ohio State, Tennessee, which would be interesting matchup. Yeah. But Georgia, Michigan for a second year in a row. Yeah. So, eh, I could leave a sour taste in your yeah, mouth. But, but I 100% agree with you. They are really the top teams. And the only thing that bothers me really from this top 10, besides USC, but I talked about that again, TCU being behind Bama, but we already talked about that. Yeah. Enough. So, 100% agree with you on that top four. Um, so, let's carry it in to a couple game picks All right. for this week. And let's start with a mighty, mighty matchup of the Titans. Tennessee and Georgia, this is, you know, I feel like every time we talk about Tennessee, we're talking about this is going to be the game of the year. This is going to be the game I mean, top, of the year. Top three matchup. Should I be mean, top two. It, it should be. The, the the playoff ruined that for us. Yeah. Uh, but, man, I, I look at this, and I think Tennessee can hang around, obviously. And no, being in Athens, that makes it really tough. Georgia, I think, is going to want to run the ball in this game. But Tennessee, a very good run defense. What made yes. pretty underrated. We saw what they were able to do against Kentucky. And I, even though I think Tennessee's secondary will hurt them a bit against this Georgia offense, uh, I'm going to give a slight edge to the balls because they have proven me wrong in the two games where I wonder if they were going to be able to come ready to play. And they came ready to play. And now the Bama win, now here, uh, I have no problem picking Tennessee in this game with 100% confidence. And also, eight-point underdog, I, I'm surprised it's that big. Yeah, um, I think this is going to be an, an incredibly, incredibly close You take the game. over at 66? Um, I say probably take the over. I think this is not going to be a defensive showdown. Obviously, like you said, Tennessee's got a weaker secondary, even though it absolutely showed out against yeah. Kentucky. Um, and obviously, we know Tennessee's offense is home run after home run after <laughs> home run. So, I think you could definitely see the over in this one. I would personally take the over. Not going to be my bet of the week, but I would yeah. take the over if I was betting on this game. Um, but I'm with you on this one. I like Tennessee in this game. I've picked Tennessee in both game, both of their massive games this year. Um, and so I'm going to ride with them again. I really like the way this team looks. And, uh, you know, it's just something about Rocky Top right now. And I will say this. If Georgia gets off to a really good start in this game, I think it could get out of hand. And that's yes. and that's just no disrespect to Tennessee. But it's, that defense is so that good. That defense for Georgia, once they get on a roll, they could be scary. We saw what they did to, again, a top 10 opponent in Oregon once they got on a roll. Held them to three points. So uh, it's important for Tennessee to get off to at least a decent start. Can't fall behind. Uh, can't fall behind early, in my opinion. Um, now let's talk about Texas-Kansas State. This is going to be a top 25 matchup per the college football playoff rankings. Um, at with Texas at 24 and Kansas State at 13. And uh, really, this matchup is big for Kansas State to stay in that Big 12 championship hunt um, and maybe make some noise in the college football playoff rankings. Um, so who you got in this one? Uh, well, I was hesitant at first because I wanted to see how Kansas State played with a backup QB maybe this week against Oklahoma State. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we saw how that went. And being at, uh, being at, at home for Kansas State, I think, helps them out a lot. Uh, I'm going to go Kansas State here, although I think this could be a, a surprising – if Tennessee-Georgia doesn't pan out, this could be a game that could be the one that everyone pay, might pay attention to before uh, a certain one that kicks off. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't think uh, Texas Kansas State is a is a bad game, and I don't think Texas is a bad team. But I really like the way Kansas State's playing right now. It feels like you know Adrian Martinez. They wanted to run, do quarterback runs a little bit more, yeah. run the ball. But now the backups in, and they can throw the ball, which is like terrifying crazy. with yeah. their run game because they still ran for nearly two hundred yards against Oklahoma State. Yeah, Deuce Vaughn, one hundred and fifty-eight. If uh, you can combine that with the passing, it they would be the best two loss. It'd be like Auburn the one year in the playoff where they were in the top four because they were. And they were a two-loss team. Yeah, because they could be that. They're still that dangerous. Yeah, it, it really is unbelievable to think that uh, with the backup quarterback, they've done this well. Um, but I, I, I've got Kansas State. It, it just doesn't feel like uh, anything's going to go wrong here. I, I, I like them in this matchup, and I think that they can take it home. And our last game pick for this week, a truly uh, a, a massive game coming up uh, in the SEC West. It's Alabama LSU. Um, th- this game means a lot. They, a loss here for LSU would virtually put them out of the SEC West conversation just because they'll have three losses on the se- season, even though they only have the two conference losses. Uh, I feel like the tiebreaker is, uh, by default, not in their favor. Yeah. Um, so who you got? Oh man, this is, this is a, this is a very, very tough one, but also, I mean, there's a lot of implications. I've Ole Miss is rooting for Bama in this game because mm-hmm. they win. Old Bama comes to Oxford next weekend. That's for first place in the SEC West. Uh, but LSU wins this. They are in the driver's seat, beating both Bama and Ole Miss, two team, only two teams that can compete. They went out. They're in the SEC title yep, game. So they've done it. This is and and like I said, could be one of those another sneaky two loss team that might jump into that conversation. Uh, but I think a key to me in this one. It's just the way LSU has played over the last couple weeks. The offense is clicking. And also, what is a thing for Bama in big games that has always hurt them? Kicking. Kicking and dual-threat QBs. Dual-threat QBs have hurt them in the past. And I think you're going to see it with Jalen Daniels for LSU. They're figuring things out on offense. We've seen the Bama defense not the same as it has been. Again, I think since Kirby Smart left, it hasn't been the same. But, yeah, I'm going to go LSU at home in prime time to get the big time win and control their destiny for an SEC title berth. Well, this is a tough one of those weeks, but I'm going LSU too. I like LSU in this game. I'm with you. The way they've been rolling these last couple weeks, it's really, you know, you mean you think about the way they yeah. started the season with that game against Florida State, you're thinking there's no way they're going to air the conversation and then they lose to Tennessee, right? Okay, yeah, we don't got to worry about, it, but they have just been impressive these last couple weeks yeah uh when they beat Ole Miss it actually shocked me to look at the SEC rankings and see that boy oh boy they're tied for first place yeah um it it was crazy to even think about but that's how good they've been in conference with just that one loss to Tennessee in conference uh absolutely astounding and you know really as tough as it is to say this is a looks like a Brian Kelly coach team they're starting to look like a team that's coached by an all-time great college football coach and uh, you know, as much as I hate how we left, um, I, it, part of me does want to see him succeed, especially against Saban, something he could never do at Notre Dame. I'd love to see him get a massive win um, down there in the bio. So uh, I'm going to say it. Go Tigers. I mean, you think you think about it. At the start of the year, after the first game, people were literally calling for Brian Kelly to get fired yeah. for that for that game. And now look where he's at. LSU fans won and fired. Now, now look where he's got him in. Also, another thing, LSU's pass rush has been really underrated these past couple weeks. 
Bama's O-line has struggled a bit yes. in some of these. So I think if LSU's pass rush can get to Bryce Young a lot, and you think about the game from last year where they were a massive underdog going into Bama, they just blitzed the heck out of Bama that whole game, and that kept them around in it. So I would be – I'm not going to be surprised if I see a very aggressive LSU defensive game plan. Yeah, honestly, if they don't uh... – they don't bring it. I feel like you're leaving Bryce Young way too much. It's a reason time. the man won the Heisman Trophy. Absolutely. <laughs> so now our final little thing. Let's do our bet of the week. What you got this week? Uh, well, I will say this past week I went one and two on my picks. Penn State, shout out for clutching it up at the very end after you nearly blew it. Uh, if Oklahoma State showed up at all, the over hits in that game. <laughs> and then Kentucky, we already talked about that one. Uh, but my main uh, – my backup, too, I'll say those first. Uh, Syracuse versus Pittsburgh, under 48. I like this one. Two run-heavy teams in this matchup. So I could expect it to be a little bit low-scoring, controlling the clock for some. Uh, and I expect Syracuse to use Sean Tucker more uh, in this game because he uh, – Coach Dick – I can't think of – why did I just – I lost my train of thought on the Syracuse head coach's name. Uh, but anyway, he has been criticized – uh, for not using him enough. So I think you'll see that and you'll see a run heavy game. Uh, next one, it's actually a favorite that I like. Wake Forest minus three and a half against NC State. This one, I just think Wake Forest coming off that loss last week and granted it's on the road NC State, but NC State is so injured yes. in this game. I like Wake Forest to bounce back. And my number one, you can guess that with my pick, I like LSU plus 13 and a half against Bama. That is a ridiculous line to me for this game. Yeah, this is going to be a lot closer, especially at LSU. Yeah, I mean this this was this wasn't a hard choice. As soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, give me LSU easily. Um, I've got a pick for you. Pretty interesting one. Okay. Um, I'm actually taking an underdog here. I like Northwestern plus 38 against Ohio State. I think one and seven Northwestern. I don't think they're going to keep it close, but I think they keep it they inside keep it within 38. They keep it inside 38. <laughs> Hey, um, listen, free money. When, it, when it's that high, it's basically they're begging you to make what that I'm pick. Saying. I, I'm saying just take the pick because it's such a big spread. <laughs> Ohio State's really going to have to come out there and put the pedal to the metal, I think. Um, but with all that being said, I'm Austin Hill. That's Austin Waiter. We want to thank you for listening.